Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, December 13th, 5.28 a.m. Central Time. Grain markets are lower this morning. March corn futures down four at 481 and a quarter. March soybeans down 11 and three quarters at 1331. March Chicago wheat down nine and a half at 616. March Kansas City wheat down 10 and a half at 646 and a quarter. March spring wheat down seven and a half at 722. Big currency news out of Argentina this morning. So Argentina announced a devaluation of its currency last night. The country's economic minister announced that the peso will be devalued by 50% to 800 to the U.S. dollar from 400 previously. The country is also canceling new plans for public works while cutting energy and transportation subsidies. The new administration believes that the measures are necessary in order to cut the fiscal deficit and reduce runaway inflation. The currency devaluation may make Argentina's agricultural products more attractive to global buyers. Export taxes on some products may be removed once the economic emergency has ended. I think this is probably why soybeans are slightly lower this morning. Uh, the knee-jerk reaction here is is to sell the grain markets. Um, is, is that the right move? I don't know. A couple of things. First off, there's like a black market for uh, currency in Argentina. The official government rate is not really uh, reality. And, and the black market has already devalued the currency more so than what the government's talking about in terms of their um, official rate. When it comes to the soybean market, so when I see a headline like this, the question I ask myself is this. Does this headline... Um, Will this result in an addition or subtraction of bushels on the global balance sheets or on any balance sheets? And the answer to that question is no, it does not. Not right now. Now, down the road, if they do scrap uh, export taxes, if they do uh, see this, this great economic recovery, which is not a guarantee, this is risky stuff this dude is doing here. But if you do see that, then yeah, it could result next year, two years from now in uh, additional production. But for now, I mean, you got to remember this. Argentina had a disaster of a soybean crop last year. Uh, ADM CEO told us a few weeks ago that they're going to run out of soybeans. They're not crushing the beans that uh, they typically do. So the knee-jerk reaction was to sell this thing. But you know what? 11 cents is not a big move in the soybean market. And, and maybe that gets worse today. But I would I would guess that we're back to trading weather uh, within a couple hours. There was a headline in Bloomberg yesterday before this uh, was announced. And I think everybody knew it was coming. Farmers in Argentina seem to think that uh, export taxes ultimately for wheat and corn will be scrapped, but that uh, export taxes on soybeans may be kept. I think that has something to do with with the big uh, crush industry in Argentina. So, I mean, it's a deal this morning, guys. Again, an 11 cent break in beans, three or four cents in corn. It, it's not a big deal. And again, the, the bigger picture thing for me when I step back is does this add or subtract bushels? And, and it does not. Uh, not today. The November CPI increased 3.1% on an annual basis, which was in line with economist projections and down from 3.2% in October. On a monthly basis, inflation increased 0.1%. That was slightly higher than the anticipated flat reading. The November numbers do show that inflation is continuing to drop, but remains well above the Fed's 2% target. The Fed is still projected to leave rates unchanged today. The slight uptick in, in monthly inflation, however, could push the possibility of rate cuts further into the future. 
the um, Treasury markets indicate, according to the CME Fed tool, we're still looking at a 42% chance of a cut in March. And by May, a 75% chance that the Fed fund rate is lower than it is today. When you look at some of the CPI charts, so I've got one. This is this is the one that you'll see tossed around. And this, this is the annualized change. So you look at this 3.1%. That was the print yesterday. That was the headline print everybody looks at, 3.1%. That's the change versus the same month last year. This is a better chart. And this is how a lot of you guys probably view inflation. So this is the actual index. This is not the change. The consumer price index, which is a, a basket of goods and services, has increased almost 1,700% since 1923. And guess what? Over the next 100 years, it's going to increase more than that. Because uh, just like Argentina, we are addicted to money printing and spending, and we can't uh, wean ourselves off of it. Uh, the government fully admits that the U.S. dollar has lost 94% of its purchasing power since 1923. And over the next 100 years, it will lose more than that. It'll lose 99% of its purchasing power over the next 100 years. Because again, we print money, we, we quantitative ease, we don't allow ourselves to get into recessions or depressions anymore. So uh, that's the deal. Inflation is very real. And yeah, it's it's uh, leveled off a little bit. The government's not telling you it's going to go away. The government just wants 2 to 3% inflation and not 9% inflation, essentially. So if you guys have not <clears throat> checked out our premium content, you need to do so. Uh, Joe, can you tell me about the video you put together yesterday? So this is a very timely video. Mike Finley was on with me yesterday to discuss some off the farm investment type stuff. Uh, the title of the video was market timing is a waste of time. Uh, we've had, we've done videos with Mike in the past about um, the correct way to invest in uh, the stock market through index funds, things like that, the right and wrong kind of financial advisor, uh, things to look for in terms of like what fees you're paying and how those can really rip you apart if you're not paying attention. But uh, we talked about market timing versus like buy and hold. A lot of people would like to invest in the stock market, but they're scared to death because there's going to be a hard landing and there's going to be a recession and there's going to be a depression. Uh, the charts I just showed you uh, in terms of, of inflation that's a great reason to in, invest in the market and invest in, in U.S. businesses over the long haul because the stock market's a great inflation hedge over the long haul. Uh, maybe not this week or this month or this year, but over the long haul, it's a great inflation hedge. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, go to standardgrain.com this morning. Um, sign up. I will send you a copy of this morning's email, which includes our six most recent premium videos, along with all of our daily charts and graphics and headlines, uh, all of that stuff. This is a $50 per month subscription. You can cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. This is the best way to support what we're doing here, guys. Uh, we don't make money off the podcast. YouTube pays us enough to barely keep the lights on. So this is what uh, keeps us running every single day here. So uh, support what we're doing, support independent media, sign up this morning and uh, check out what we're doing here. On Monday, GE announced that it had completed testing 10 airplane engine models with 100% sustainable aviation fuel. The SAF used in the tests was made from vegetable oils, waste oils, or fats. Across the globe, GE Aerospace engines power three of every four commercial airplanes. GE plans to carry out more extensive testing of SAF to determine its dependability and longevity. U.S. airlines such as American, Delta, and United have committed to achieving net zero carbon emissions by 2050. Okay, so we need corn here instead of uh, waste oils and fats and that sort of thing. And again, we're expecting guidance from the Treasury uh, with regard to emissions like imminently today, tomorrow, Friday, I, I think is what they're talking. Maybe they kick the can down the road again. I don't know. But the fact that they're investing uh, in this, that they're testing this, that GE Aerospace powers with three out of every four commercial flights. Um, this is this is good because we're going to need the demand if this electrical 
electric vehicle revolution is real. And I have questions about that also, but uh, good deal. The Brazilian Association of Vegetable Oil Industries has lowered its estimate for Brazil's soybean crop by almost 3 million tons to 161.9 million tons. USDA recently reduced its estimate for the season's uh, Brazilian soybean crop to 163 million tons, and CONAB, Brazil's USDA, has dropped its projection to 162.4 million tons. The Association of Vegetable Oil Industries did raise its estimate for Brazil's soybean exports to 100.2 million tons next year and also raised its projection for crushing to 54.5 million tons. So all the estimates continue to come down gradually, and the private groups have been more aggressive with their cuts than the uh, public groups, your USDAs and your CONABs of the world. I don't think, I mean, this is this is uh, a fluid situation. It's happening in real time. The weather forecast does not look good to me. The next five days, largely dry for your key soybean areas in Brazil, barring maybe some far northern areas. Supposed to be some rains that come back in next week, but as you guys know, any forecast beyond Four or five days is is generally unreliable. So I think we'll be I think we'll be back to trading weather later today. If I had to guess, I think we're probably uh, we've got a knee jerk to this Argentina thing going on here this morning. I could be wrong about that, of course. There's no guarantees in this business, but uh, I think the weather in Brazil is still the uh, biggest thing, bar none, when it comes to soybeans and and very soon corn once they begin planting that second corn crop. USDA reported a flash sale of soybeans on Tuesday. U.S. exporters sold 198,000 metric tons of soybeans to unknown destinations for delivery during the current marketing year. Since the beginning of December, exporters have sold a total of 1.05 million metric tons of soybeans through seven flash sales. Still a lot of questions about shipping. Uh, One of the newswires printed an article earlier this week, and it said that these Panama Canal issues we're going to persist well into 2024. So while we're selling uh, more soybeans, the the shipping um, situation still remains a question mark. The Brazil thing remains a question mark. And and those are two big things that could move the needle uh, one way or the other when it comes to demand, ultimately. Uh, Cattle were up yesterday a little bit. Yeah, they sure were for a third consecutive day, something we haven't seen in a while. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of a buck 40 higher. Live cattle ended the day an average of 118 higher. Choice box beef had a good day, ending the day at 290, 278. That was up 235. Select ended the day at 258, 66, losing 88 cents. Outside markets this morning, U.S. dollars about flat. Stocks are up a little bit. Had a good day yesterday. Uh, bonds are slightly higher. Crude oil is up two cents at 68.63 in the January WTI. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you on Thursday.